everybody. Welcome back to the Mystics Podcast. I'm trans channel and psychic medium, Riz the Wiz. And I'm intuitive and empath, Lady O. So this is going to be an interesting episode today because this came up when we were just driving from a casual conversation where we were wondering, well, I was wondering what scared you as a kid. Yeah. And then we started talking. And then I was like, wait, 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 this should be an episode. So, Absolutely. So today is going to be what scared us when we were kids. What scared you when you were a kid? And then what scared me when I was a kid? I feel like when I was a kid, I had, I don't know if I had more supernatural and paranormal experiences as a child or now I can't really tell because it seems almost like it's equal. But there was a big section of my life in the middle where I think I went wait, you're dormant. Married, you're married to a medium. I know, and a trans I know. Channel. But I'm telling you, when I was a kid, I was literally dealing with monsters, aliens, ghosts, like like our day to day life. Yeah. Well, we're back to that again. Okay. So, okay, I have to tell you, there's a couple things that scared me a lot as a kid. Oh, I want you to take me into the scenario, though. Like, tell me, like, where you lived and like what was going on, and set me up. Okay, so I eat marshmallows, you know, I want to do like I want to I want a real ghost story of what scared you when you were a kid. So I was five years old mm -hmm. and I lived in Anaheim, California, and we lived right off of Ball Road. I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. And I remember that my bedroom is in the front, in the front of the house. And it started. I don't know when it started. All I know is that it, it felt like it lasted forever. I just this this could have gone on for months. I, I had no concept of time, honestly. but. At, I would hear somebody trying to rattle the outside of my uh, bedroom had an outside door. And I heard that door rattling. What do you mean an outside door? Like most bedrooms don't have a doorway to the outside world. Your bedroom as a little kid had a doorway yeah, to the Yeah, because it was an world. old house. It was that odd. Doesn't, that's no excuse. Your parents gave you a room? Yes. Oh my God. You this can is, add this that is, to the list. <laughs> Add that to the, the list of all list. the other setups for disaster happening okay. in your in your family so, history. Right. So I heard this rattling, mm. and it was like somebody trying to open the door to the outs from the outside to the inside. Now this went on night after night after night. Now there was no curtain on this. To add insult to injury, there was no curtain on this door. So there was a window and you could see outside. Oh, the door had a glass? Yeah, because it was like a bedroom that was converted yeah. from a front room converted. It was that kind of an oh, old house. Oh, okay, you know? got you. All so, right. so it could have been I like looked, a living room that yes, made it into bed. Got yeah, it. because, okay. yeah. So I was looking, I started looking out into the darkness and I started seeing this. It looked like it was probably the size of the door. So maybe like a 10 foot furry creature. So like a monster, like a, a old fashioned monster that you see, like just any kind of normal monster that a kid sees. You saw it. I saw it with my, were, my eyes were wide open and I'm looking directly at this creature mm -hmm. on the other side of the door. And it sometimes would open its mouth and gnarl, like gnarl its teeth, like show its teeth. And I could hear like a low growl yeah. and a shiver would go down my spine of death. Like this is impending doom. Like I'm probably going to die right now. Mm. And the fear would just come through me. It was so terrifying. And this went on and on and on every single night. Here comes the monster. I knew it would come like around 7 PM, 8 PM is like, I went to sleep. It was within like an hour. So I was still awake and I would wait. And so I asked my parents for a sleeping bag and I would zip up and try to hide completely into the sleeping bag in your bed, in my bed. Like I'm still scared. Talking. Oh, don't worry. 
This thing, oh. you don't understand. I'm an only child. I can't hug, give you a hug. Oh when my god! This was like, like, like this. this was like a real terror. And um. you know what's really, really crazy? Beside the fact that there's like night terrors and and monsters that scare kids at night, and they all kind of look similar. But mm. honestly, mm. this monster has been described by many children around the world. Well, there's a reason for that, and I will tell you that. Look, this reality is not just these physical human beings. Every indigenous culture, in fact, even modern day cultures, even in religions, refer to the fact that we are not alone in terms of being spirits on this planet. So these, and we can go into talking about Bigfoot and Sasquatch and uh, the and skinwalkers and the things that people have, have told about for thousands of years through oral tradition, these are interdimensional beings. There is a reason why all kids see a very similar creature. Yeah. And called by different names in mm -hmm. different parts of the world. And they, I've seen sketches and and they're all the same. I mean, it's very similar. This monster exists. Well, I had I had cousins in India when we were kids that saw the, this kind of creature also walking around. And now some will say, well, this is... Look, all the psychiatrists and all the scientists, like I'm putting all these quotation marks, they're going to say this because they're, they're starting with the fact for them that this doesn't exist. They're starting with that. They're already starting with the belief. That's why I say, quote unquote, scientists. You don't start with that belief. You're exploring these ideas and you're putting things together. So... Did you ever, as a five-year-old, ask, go any deeper with yourself or was just, I mean, by deeper, meaning like tell your parents, tell a friend, ask anybody what it was, or did you keep this to yourself? I kept it to myself. I mm -hmm. thought I did something wrong or bad that I attracted this being because mm -hmm. it was very focused on me and very much wanted me. Now, over the years, you know, especially as I've gotten older, I've looked back to see what this could have been. Um, I honestly, if I were to get very esoteric and completely pull my perspective Why back. Why wouldn't you get completely esoteric? This is the Mystics Podcast. <laughs> I would think that that was an opening. It was opening my consciousness to a different realm. Now, this could have been exists. a spirit guide. Now, look, spirit yeah. guides, we, we, we've been talking about spirit guides intermittently. Spirit guides they're here also to teach certain people who are prone to becoming intuitives or psychics. Mm -hmm. And there are experiences that one may consider to be very jarring. And they are taking a form to kind of get your attention to really make you sit up and pay attention because nothing does it like fear. And I talk about this in my more <laughs> advanced true. classes with my students yeah. about why, why does it have to be scary? Mm -hmm. And I go, because it's not it's not penetrating you any other way. And it's also helping you to understand not to be afraid of things that you, you don't... You almost you don't, believe you in what that they look more like. than if it was an angel or something sitting there. Right. You know, like it's it goes in deeper because the fear feels so visceral, even though I've yep. had some really beautiful experiences that have been the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. But that's that's the first thing that comes to mind. And then the second one that's up there is I was scared of the Ouija board. And I was also scared oh. of, um, because I was very religious and I was told really scary things. Sure. And then I was also scared of, um, the kids used to play these games, like 
Bloody Mary and all these like mirror games. Mm. Like you would go in the mirror and you'd have to repeat three times. Like, I mean, that gives me chills. Well, the mirror has always been a reoccurring theme in metaphysical conversations or paranormal conversations. Mirrors being a portal. Yeah. And you can like fairy tales as well. The idea is that you can conjure. Yes. And you can pull forth this being through your own image and through the mirror. There's an interdimensional communication. Right. The veil is there are certain things that thin the veil. Mirrors being one of them and other practices that you do to help you understand that this supernatural seems the word supernatural, it just means a more expanded insight and understanding of that which is completely natural. There are spirits everywhere. There are interdimensional beings everywhere. It has been, it's not just me saying it, it's people have been saying it for thousands of years. So it is not meant to be, when it's meant to be scrutinized or proven by some camera or some device that can actually do it, that time will come maybe far after we've left this planet. Well, there's devices now that can, you, you, I forget what they're called, but that you can hear. The EVP, the electronic voice phenomenon, there's there's these meters that detect different um, changes in the frequency. Certainly, of course, temperature, which a lot of people can feel just with, with their skin. But there's these devices that pick up infrared and other ways, and not, not to get too technical at the moment, but there are devices that you see on ghost hunting shows now that do have some merit into picking up strange things that shouldn't normally be there Mm -hmm. right so did you are you still do you still ever feel like i'm still scared of the ouija board because i don't know what the purpose of the ouija board is because i feel that i'm a device that i can communicate to Mm -hmm. whatever degree interdimensionally and i know you can Mm -hmm. so but something about the understanding of a ouija board like what it is what it how it exists why it exists (laughs) like why does it look that way why is there so many crazy well because i learned my i learned my alphabet with the ouija board did you know that are you joking yeah i'm joking (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't that be awesome though to show (laughs) to teach a kid the the alphabet using the ouija board why not that's what you would expect from me as a medium well what did what scared you when you were a kid Oh, God. Movies scared me. Honestly, movies scared me. I saw scary movies probably far too young and that were on television. I I wasn't taken to the movies, but there were scary enough movies on television in the 80s. Um, What scared me? The dark, actually. And why did it scare me? Because I felt that I was being watched. I was being watched because as a medium, I realized later that, well, I guess I'm a psychic. I guess there are spirit guides. I don't know what to say but so your senses were going off already we moved I mean, into a I house when I, was of the, a kid, I think most but, kids are scared of the dark but okay so we lived in an apartment and then you moved we, into a big old we house moved into right? an old house it was one of the the last remaining houses in this section of the bronx that was left over more than a hundred years old and there were as we would like clean the basement or the attic we would find like relics from a hundred years ago this is when horse and buggies were in the Bronx and it mm-hmm. was right. So there was definitely a lot of spirits in that house. And I'm sure that if I had used a Ouija board, they would have come up, but I was afraid to go into certain parts of the house. And that's where I first saw, I saw my first spirit. Um, I saw the spirit of Abraham Lincoln in, but you weren't scared. I was not scared of him, but I was also not 
not scared. I was scared of thinking there was going to be a hand that was going to come out from under the bed yeah. and grab my ankles. Yeah. Did you ever see that <laughs> movie, just... Monsters uh, Inc? Oh, yeah. I mean, right. I think it's based, it together, right? I've watched it many times. I think it's based on true events. No, but like, um, it I is would, based on true events. I Monsters, would run, yeah. I would run and jump like two feet in the air to land on the bed so there was no chance that anything can grab my okay, ankles. So did you do protective measures? Yeah. Look at what was what was your little flashlights. Flashlight. I so lived by flashlights. I'd go and I'd look underneath the bed and see. If but did I you was... hold a good luck charm or did you? Yes, just... I had okay. dolls. I had my dolls. Even at that yes, age, I, know. I was much a very slightly feel sorry for me, everybody. No, just kidding. I kind of do. But I yes, being an empath at a young age, um, that's a lot to handle as a kid when you could feel everything that's going on in your yeah. family and your friends and your parents. And it's yes. like, uh, too much information. But um, I would have my, I had these, you know, in a spiritual sense, if I was like a grown woman, mm -hmm. this is like totems. Like were totems I had and talisman, my, yes, they, right? I had my dolls. I had specific dolls that had more power than others. And I had flashlights. You're talking about, were, you're, you, are, I know, you are saying I mean, something so profound and deep right now because we, and we've been teaching this about how these concepts of talisman and dolls, yeah. and some people call them voodoo dolls and other purposes, but the whole, the fact of why we even are attracted to dolls as mm -hmm. little kids or it's not just because we we want babies or families there's more to it and you could even go into dna because i have my celtic roots my viking my druid roots mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know i mean this goes you can, we can take this as any so talisman you want. being a focal point right yeah. talisman is a focal point it doesn't have to be shaped like a, a person mm -hmm. but it is a focal point for your psychic energy now we are simply talking about, we're not talking about curses and, and, and the understandings or misunderstandings about voodoo and all of that. Mm -hmm. Guys, right now what we're talking about is just, just from an observational standpoint, see where the human nature, human nature is a very, you want to say new age. Naturally we are. People will say, you mean superstitious? No, new age, which is really the very old age. These are these are innate within us. We have this understanding that um, this is this this means something when I do when I do a particular thing. Like I have my doll, it acts helps me access my own spiritual power. Talismans and even crystals that we wear are there to amplify our natural energy. Where we may be weak, it's just like a vitamin. You eat a food, your body knows we need vitamin A from this food, or you'll have a craving for a food that contains a lot of vitamin A. Crystals are kind of like that too, where you'll be drawn to certain things that you need. Same thing with talisman. So you were a little kid doing this. This mm -hmm. is amazing. This is actually the first time that we went deep into the discussion <laughs> after all these years. Yeah. I mean, kids have a very similar... There's many kids that have similar attributes, you know, that do these types of things. But as you get older, you you kind of lose those fears and you lose those talismans and you lose, you know, the were ability you, to connect like that. Were you ever afraid of doors that were slightly open? Always. Yeah. Always. So I have a question for you. Why is it that the same scenario can happen in broad daylight? You're sitting in a, a sunny room. And the door could be slightly open. You're not scared then. But the moment it gets dark, everything changes its tone. Uh, well, it's the mystery uh, behind the unknown. It's the mystery of 
what's behind the door, the mystery of the darkness, the mystery of, it's just really about mystery. It's about not knowing. And there's something titillating and exciting about that. And, you know, some people have a very close, um, fear and excitement are a very close emotion mm. and they ride the same frequency lines. And that's why so many people love Halloween and Amusement so many parks. people love, yeah, to be scared and like go to like, haunts. are you looking forward to Halloween? Oh, well, I'm counting down. It is. Like, I'm so excited. We're still counting down. Right? Oh my God. I'm so excited. And we just went to this amazing live the theatrical yeah, performance. Yeah, we went to see this live theater piece called Witch at the Heritage Square Museum in LA. It was the most incredible thing. And the Heritage Square is not really a museum. It's these, what, five or six Victorian. centuries old yeah. Victorian properties that have been preserved mm -hmm. inside. All the furniture is, is preserved. And they totally and reenacted. Yeah, they took uh, these uh, witch trials, not the Salem witch trials, but other witch trials in this amazing um, acting company, which is on my Instagram. I'm going to tag them. So if you want to know who it is, um, when you're in L.A. next summer or even this summer, go see them. They it's interactive. Whole, it's yeah, interactive. they were, they they were you acting around, around you yeah. and talking to you. And they may accuse some of you of yeah. witchcraft and then they pull you into the story. It really was so visceral. I loved the it. Group. That was kind of scary. I'm not even Yeah, they, sep they kept stories. separating everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And so go check it out. It's called Witch and at the Heritage Square Museum. Okay, going back to what we were talking about, I, I just find it interesting and we've done paranormal investigations and there's so many more to come that. There are some places, though, that even in the daylight are scary. You can feel mm -hmm. the thick spirit population in there and, and them looking at you. Did you ever feel like people were watching you as a kid? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel that people, quote unquote, people, interdimensional yeah. beings mm -hmm. of every kind, um, I still feel that they're watching me. I don't think that they've ever stopped. <laughs> I feel like I'm uh I'm always I'm always in some sort of um exhibition like there's always beings some uh feel welcoming and some don't mm -hmm. and um I've had to learn to differentiate between the two to see which ones are friend and which ones are foe. If I think that there is a non-friendly entity, mm -hmm. I have certain specific things that I do to help me to manufacture myself in a way that feels very like strong and bold and, yeah. and not going to be affected by anything dark. Like, like, are you talking about when you were a kid or now? It, it It's, it's actually both. <laughs> well, I, I know what you do now. Yeah. I mean, but when I was a kid, about kids, what do you do? Okay, when, okay, so when I was a kid, I was more, I was definitely more afraid and feeling more helpless and feeling more like, um, I didn't know how to take care of myself. But as a mom, Right. I see this has happened to my kids. Right. Many I, times. I have five step kids with you, mm -hmm. and I've seen really four of them mostly grow up. And mm -hmm. all the, it was all the girls. And the eldest, Alex, she's had such a profound experience with when she saw a little boy mm -hmm. in the house. Mm -hmm. And she talks about it to this day. And she, mm -hmm. her, she, she just like freezes and gets goosebumps mm -hmm. every time she talks about it. Yeah. She has actually seen a lot so of. So, what did spirits. you do with the kids? So, for the parents out there, when you have a child who is experiencing what you did experience with, yeah. the, with the Bigfoot outside or whatever the creature was outside out of your door. Mm -hmm. How did you calm the, how did you, how do you recommend calming the fears or talking to a right. kid? 
It's really interesting. Um, I'm glad you asked that question. Wow, that that's actually a whole episode I could do on that. Um, what I do, the number one thing I do is I acknowledge it. That's what I think is missing for a lot of parents is they try to say that doesn't exist. It's not real. It's not yeah. really there. What I acknowledge is I'm not acknowledging that, oh, yeah, it's really bad and scary and it's over there in the corner and you should be careful. No. What I'm acknowledging is the fact that they feel they sense something or they feel something. So I'm acknowledging like, oh, wow, did that really happen? Oh, my gosh. Let's take a look. I want to see is everything OK? And I I know full well everything's OK. Well, it's it's a it's a fine line that we've had to have with the kids also, because we know that these beings exist. We have experienced them ourselves. So when you how to also talk ta about it, it's like you, yeah. you'll be acknowledging it and then they're already terrified. So there's a fine line of how do you how we've had to explain to the kids what what is the best way to understand that this is real mm -hmm. and you don't need to be afraid then the difference between the positive spirit guide type of energies and then the the ones who are there to just cause a ruckus and well whenever they have felt uncomfortable or i felt like they were not happy that there was a spirit in their room which is more than likely is i kind of ex well i explained to them how the can ask the spirit to move on. I've explained over the years how to talk to spirits and right. how to... Well, we've taught them all how to sage. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've, we taught the kids at a pretty young age as adolescents about how to sage. And they saw it even when they were younger than, than 12. I'm probably six, seven, and eight, they were seeing us do that. They didn't know what it was. I think the takeaway from this conversation I, I'm feeling is that even if you're afraid, you don't have to be terrified. You don't have to feel like it's the end of the world. It's not fear that is debilitating to the point where you can't function. If you take it to that point, honestly, it's unnecessary because right. it's just you milking it and you like throwing, stoking the fires of your fear. So it's and an like, education. You have to be absolutely. educated about these matters. Mm -hmm. And then now we're talking about really sharing a wider universal view. I was going to say worldview, but this is like universe we're talking about. Because when we were kids, this was the moment you start to say, I saw this thing outside my, my door or my window, people in their minds shut it down. And a lot of parents do this. So guys, don't do this with your kids or anyone who tells you this because sooner or later, and it's coming where this kind of knowledge and truth is, is coming more and more into the understanding of being real. Mm -hmm. And you will have to deal with it. Just like when the extraterrestrials make themselves known to the general public, whether it's our kids or their grandkids, it's going to be a reality. And so we might as well start really opening up about this now. Well, you know, that just sparked my memory of a topic I want to talk about. One of our future episodes uh -huh. is about past lives and how sure. little kids will start to remember their past lives oh, and there's how there's so documentation of that. And I think that would be really exciting to talk about oh, that. Have to do really that, fun. For sure. And I just want to say one more thing that I was scared of when I was a kid. Yes. I was scared. <laughs> it's so funny now because I'm obsessed with Halloween, but I was really scared when people put masks on. I believed that they were that That's now. Interesting. Yeah, I really did. I couldn't see beyond the mask. I mean, all, you could literally be sitting in front of me and put a mask. Do you know Robbie, my oldest, you know, our oldest? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he knows, but Robbie, my oldest son, yeah. um, 
he would scream up until he was eight, nine years old if he saw a Halloween mask. Yeah. He couldn't go trick-or-treating. Wow, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, he cried and screamed hysterically. Like, it was very terrifying to him. It wasn't so debilitating for me, but the there were certain, yeah, there were certain masks that scared me because I felt, I don't know, looking back now, I go, I was so innocent and, and trusting and this, I was very, I don't know, I was just very, very innocent. So as soon as someone put something on, I felt like I wasn't safe and I could see their eyes through the holes and they could tell me. No, it's okay. It's just me. But they would have to literally take I the mask off. I can't even go into that terror with you because I could feel how scared you I were. I was really, really scared. <laughs> well, and this was a really fun episode. Yeah, I kind of want to tell more. But you guys, hey, what what scared you as a kid? Was it uh, the dark? Was it uh, ghosts? Was it voices that you heard? Was it the bumps and the creaks in the house? We'd love to hear and talk about it more because this is going to be part of an ongoing conversation about how to understand the spirits and the energies around you where you live. And um, we'll talk more about it. Yeah. And thank you once again for joining us. And we will see you next time. Yeah. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. That's right. And uh, keep those comments coming. Peace. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>